everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And thanks for joining us once again. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez here for another edition of Poker Action Line. A lot of action down here in South Florida, as usual, simply because the weather is just so damn good. <laughs> uh, it actually got we cool com- for a couple days. We complained days. for two days because the weather got, got, into got the down to 62, right? No, well, no, it actually got to the low 50s. You got to be colder by where you are because you're a little further north. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it gotten into the 40s actually one one or two nights, but you know today it was what 85 I think again. So uh, you know we're having some fun. A lot of poker action coming down here. Uh, I didn't mention it last week because it kind of snuck up on me, and that is the Isle uh, holding one of their big tournaments, the Isle Classic, uh, got underway on Thursday, and they are playing event number one. Uh, over a thousand entries in that uh, one, a hundred thousand guarantee in that monster two hundred two hundred dollar buy-in monster stack. And they are down to the final 15. So we'll keep an eye on some of those results tonight. They're playing over there right now. They're on the dinner break. Looks like the chip leader's Willie Wiggins. Willie Wiggins. There's a good poker name for you. There you go. Uh, but a lot of people are very close. You got uh, Andrew Jones. You got Alan Beeler. You got uh, Michael Garavuso. Uh, Diane Link. All people you never heard of, Joe. Uh, not, not a one. Yeah. But anyway. But, but I heard they're very famous in their homes. <laughs> they're so. going at it. Uh, <laughs> like we'll, I would be in mine. In a couple of minutes, we'll give you the final results from the uh, big uh, Seminole Hard Rock Tournament. The Rock and Roll Poker Open ended uh, last week. Uh, one of the chip leaders that we talked about on the show last week, uh, Mr. Plesuv. Pavel Plesuv. Pavel Plesuv. From the uh, Czech Republic was the winner, and uh, we'll run down some of those results for you. But they finished that up last week. The uh, next big tournament over at the uh, at the Hard Rock is the Fun in the Sun, which is the week after Christmas, and then they get back in with the WPT back in January with the uh, Lucky Hearts Poker Open. So a lot of stuff happening there, a lot of stories. One of the big uh, topics of conversation around the poker world, as people get more and more more outrageous, and as a result, more dangerous is a lot of these uh, prop bets that they're going back between people. We've seen the ones with. Uh, some of the girls lifting weights or uh, challenging each other to how far they could run and stuff like that. But I got a couple so of interesting stories. So you of mean stuff. They're, they're stretching their boundaries? They're stretching their the boundaries, and it's a little lim- crazy. Li- uh, abilities? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll talk about some of that tonight. Uh, reality TV is uh, welcoming poker players' open arms. They have over the years. We know plenty about that. As uh, Maria Ho and Tiffany Michelle were in the Amazing Race years ago. Rob Boston Rob Rob Ariano who Kind of became a poker player after he was on the fir- show the first time, but was on Survivor. And uh, so was uh, the French uh, guy. What's it called? Oh, uh, uh, Jean, uh, what is his name? Jean uh, Balland. Balland, there you go. Tall guy. Yeah. He has uh, been on the show, of course, as well. And uh, Alberto, uh, that we've had on the show as well, and it's, his name is blanking on me right now, but he plays regularly at the island in a lot of tournaments. So. It only makes sense. We've got so many characters in poker exactly. <laughs> over the years. Jean, Ro- Jean Robert Bellon. I was still go. trying to think of that one, but uh, Albert Destrada is his name. I, I, I mean, remembered that you know. now. 
But uh, a lot of people have been on these uh, big, and not just the little ones. Uh, there's so many shows out there, but we're talking about top-notch, big-name TV shows. And I guess poker uh, skills transfer well to some of these games where there's a lot of uh, mental strategy. Well, we've we've spoken about how most poker players, top poker players, are quick thinkers and usually have high IQs, and you know, so it lends itself to to for them to do kind of well. And then on top of that. You know, some of these poker players are are characters in their own right. Yeah, you no know, no so question. you add both of those mixes in there. You, you it seems like you got a perfect combination for TV. Exactly. Well, let's talk about a couple of them. One of them is involving Tony Miles, who of course went finished second in the World Series of Poker this summer to John Sin. Uh, he was challenged by Sean Deeb. Uh, to try to get into the show American Ninja Warrior. Do you ever watch that? Yes, actually, I have. Okay. He's supposed to try to get on this TV show. If he's able to get on the program uh, and advance to the second round of competition, uh, he's put up $5,000, and Deeb challenged him, gave him 25 to 1 odds, so he could win 125000 if he makes it onto the show. Uh, if it takes him two years to get on the show, the odds go down a little bit to 20 to 1, and then on down. And if he doesn't get in by the third year, then... Sean Deeb gets to keep his $5,000. So that's the story here. But I guess that show is very physically strenuous, takes a lot of training. They change it up. And the reason I got into this is on the cruise that I took this summer, once in the cabin, I'm just changing it around, and you're limited as to what TV you can watch in the cabin. And I have to see American Ninja Warriors. And my youngest daughter and my middle daughter go to Orange Theory down here. And... Orange All Theory is that it's like, like a, a like a workout room? Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like yeah. a gym, special gym. So all of a sudden, my daughter's out in the balcony of the, of the cabin that we're at with the door open, and they announce the next contestant. She comes running in. She goes, that's my trainer. That's my trainer. Oh, really? You know, and she was all excited wow. about it. And it was a show that had been taped probably about a year, and a, a year, year and a half before, you know, back. And they did it in Orlando. They do it here in Miami. They go to different places. And it's like different levels. Yeah. But believe it or not, um, that's America. Ultimate, I think, I don't know if it's called Ultimate Warriors, but there's another one that's There's a new national. one with a rock called the Titan Games. It's well, starting. that's going to be starting. But my, my oldest daughter, one day I'm, I'm at her house and I'm watching, and I go, is this American Ninja Warriors? She goes, no, this is a national, like a, a country's. And uh, then when okay. the certain people come up. And it's a lot harder, but a lot more fun than American Ninja Warrior. It's it's like more intense, and you, they got celebrities from each country, you know, speaking in, in the language of that country, announcing the games, and uh, it, it's actually quite fun. I don't know if it's on, I don't know if it's on Netflix or what, but it's it's it, you know, modeled after American Ninja Warrior or vice versa, and it's uh, very entertaining. Well, not only do you have to be a good athlete and uh, able to withstand some of the uh, the tough competitions, you need good personality, and Tony certainly has that, so he would fit in there. But uh, the report is that 70,000 people uh, a year apply to be on the show. Only less than 1% make it onto the program. Well, let me tell you, the one thing is, these people are in tremendous shape because of the what yeah. they have to go through. Uh, the, you know, it's the endurance part of that when they hang from from certain levels that after they've tried once or twice and they're they're, 
their muscles are giving out, and it's. Uh, have you had a chance to watch it at all, or no? For about three seconds while I was flipping through channels, uh, probably. I don't well, think I've Sit and watch it because it's actually quite interesting. If Tony were to on, watch, I would watch it. To watch him go through this, so it's uh, very interesting. Big fan of Tony Miles. I like. I think he's a cool guy. Anyway, uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. See what happens. But uh, that kind of transfers us over to the other big one that's really on the talk of Twitter right now, and that is uh, two players, two. Fairly unknown players. Uh, uh, Rory Young challenged Rich Alotti that he could not last 30 days without any communication from the outside world. He'd be kept in a completely dark bathroom with no light, no clocks, no timing devices, uh, not able to use any artificial means to induce sleep or wake up. You couldn't have any drugs. You'd have to go drug testing to go in there. Uh, he would be delivered food, but on an irregular schedule, so he couldn't tell when his next human interaction would be. But that just seems... In a dark room? In that's, a dark room for 30 days with no light. That, to me, is no like psychological torture. Absolutely. And, that's, uh, that's something and that's that's the, the comparison. that other countries probably use. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, solitary confinement uh, has also uh, led to... Uh, to people really suffering emotional and mental health issues after after coming out of there. So 30 days, I, geez, what, I don't what's, know. What's the end game, what's the end game of that? Well, the end game is, uh, uh, let's see, I think it's a $100,000 bet. Oh, get the heck out of here. That ain't worth $100,000. Uh, I mean, the complete darkness? Complete darkness. Well, Pretty crazy. Oh, that's That's ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, they've also, now trying to jump into the action is Huck Seed, who, uh, everybody knows Huckleberry Seed. Uh, he has said that he could do it for up to 40 days, uh, but he would want a million dollars if he was able to do it. At the bare minimum, a million dollars. I'd probably be looking for five million from somebody to be locked up like that. Right. And then you get delivered food, you can't even see the food? That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. Won't know what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's like being uh, sent to the hole in a, in a prison, and uh, you know, it, it can, solitary confinement is said to cause uh, hypertension, he- headaches, dizziness, heart palpitations, and uh, so we'll see if he pulls this off. But you know, it's just everyone tries to one up everybody else, and it just seems like you know it's getting crazier and more dangerous. Well, th- isn't there a book? called uh, about the, all the crazy poker bets that have been around, and I think the title of the book is The Man with the $100,000 Breasts. You know, that <laughs> he, was, he was... I never heard of that yeah, one. Yeah, and, it's, and th- th- the guy had some sort of bet that he would do this, so he went and had a breast job done for whatever it cost, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000, so he could win $100,000 wagers, uh, supposedly. I, I remember somebody had shown me the book, and I read through it a while back, but, you know... Crazy wages that people had had, you know, crazy things that people had done to win bets, and on a lot of these were poker players doing crazy stuff. Yeah, there's been some pretty uh, crazy stuff. There was a bet a few years ago down at the uh, PCA in the Bahamas, uh, where Tom Dwan uh, prop bet another player to dive in and swim to the bottom of the shark tank. Did the guy do it? I think he did. I don't remember if he wanted it or not. I'd make, I'd make sure that I would do that after they've been fed very well. <laughs> That's the only way you get me in there. So anyway, all those big January tournaments still to come, obviously, down in the Bahamas. The big uh, poker stars, uh, platinum passes that have been given away around the country, including several at the Isle over the month of November, including the, uh, the one they gave out at the Moneymaker Tour. Uh, a friend of ours, Carlo Rodriguez, won one back in uh, August. 
and it's a $30,000 pass to get you into the big tournament, $5,000 worth of travel expenses, and uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of excitement surrounding the Bahamas tournament this year. Also, the Aussie Millions is right around the same time yeah. down in uh, Melbourne, Australia. So uh, we'll keep an eye on some of those things as well, obviously. Uh, local tournaments here, the, as I mentioned, the uh, Isle Classic is underway. And they are at the final table of event number one. Just to give you a little idea of what's coming up with that one, uh, they will be playing the main event later in December. The 6th through the 8th are the opening days of the main event. It's a $250 buy-in with, uh, I guess, a $200,000 guarantee. No, I'm sorry, not not $250,000. What am I saying? Uh, $1,100 buy-in. So that will be coming up on the uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th of December with the final table set for uh, December the 11th. So we'll keep an eye on some of that, too, as well as uh, we continue to uh, put our stories into uh, Antioch Magazine and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's the aisle. The next big tournament, as I mentioned, was the week after Christmas at the Hard Rock for the, the Fun in the Sun. So we got a few weeks to before we talk about that one. But I did want to mention um, what happened. We were on the show last week and talked about the Rock and Roll Poker Open. Uh, Pavel Plasov, who is from the Czech Republic, was the winner. Uh, now has uh, $2.5 million in earnings this year, but he's a guy who really didn't start playing until 2010. Uh, his biggest year last year was just 715000 so he's improved and jumped up every year <laughs> since he's moved in and, and now has gotten out of Europe and come to play in the States for a lot of these big tournaments. But uh, he defeated Jim Gilbert in heads-up play. Gilbert actually took the lead at one point during heads-up play, but Pasov uh, was the winner. Third place went to Jeremy Joseph. Uh, Plasov ends up winning uh, half a million dollars here at the Hard Rock, 504000 Uh Marius Gears was fourth. Chris Kennedy was fifth. And uh, Ragi Ra- Ravi Raghavan uh, from Chicago uh, was uh, the sixth place, first out at the final table for 103000 So you got six new uh, $100,000-plus winners uh, locally here at the Seminole Hard Rock. So uh, big that. tournaments uh, month after month down here. And we always look forward to... Uh, to that. Uh, let's take our first break on the show. I uh, got an article that I pulled out sometime back and really, never really talked about it, one of Phil uh, Helmuth's uh, columns about playing with nothing. You know, uh, one of the ways that uh, a lot of really good, aggressive players can bluff people off hands without having good starting hands, you know, 4-7 offsuit, you know, <laughs> things like that. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Also, uh, Phil's been in the news, obviously, because of a lot of the uh, tournament stuff he's been doing. He's been down here for uh, uh, the big tournament at the Isle, the Deep Stack Classic, uh, and, and handled that, finished uh, fairly deep in that. And he's training a bas- NBA basketball player to play poker. We'll talk about that, too, when we come back. You're listening to Poker Action Line, Big Dave and Joe from South Florida, and we'll be back with more of the show. When we return, you can always pick up the show on SoundCloud or on the Hold'em Radio Network on Poker Fuse. And also, of course, our website, PokerActionLine.com. And uh, we'll be back with more of the show when we return. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you'll stick around more when we come back. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. 
Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. <laughs> you don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro, is all about the NHRA Drag Racing Series. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here on Poker Action Line. Uh, Phil Helmuth in the news for a lot of reasons. Uh, I got a little story I wanted to talk about with Joe and uh, the strategy of it. But uh, have you heard anything about this uh, training an NBA uh, all-star player to uh, play poker? Uh, no, I have not heard heard of it at all. But it doesn't surprise me because a lot of athletes are getting into high-stakes poker. And I won't mention names, but there have been a lot of big-name baseball players that have played in private games down here, and I won't mention who they are. I, but mentioned, I, I mentioned to Gio, who uh, produces uh, the other show out of this studio, uh, the uh, the NHRA shows that uh, Joe Costello does, and, along with Gio and uh, some other guys. But uh, I mentioned to him last week that a NASCAR driver, Mike, Mike uh, DiBenedetto, is uh, getting big into poker now. But the uh, NBA All-Stars, Draymond Green, which seems a little bit bizarre, although Phil... Of course, is a big uh, Golden State Warrior fan. You can see him in the front row of a lot of games uh, that are on TV sometimes. But um, was he a fan before they became a great? Uh, probably not <laughs> a great team. Because I don't remember him. Probably not wearing Golden State uh, <laughs> uh, gear. No, uh, I think he has. He's from ago. the San Francisco area, so no, I, I would think he has. Now, been a fan. because I think he's no, originally I, from Wisconsin. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, he's I think from you're right. Wisconsin. But he's lived in he's lived in the Bay Area for quite okay. some time. But, uh, of course, he uh, recently wrote the book uh, Positivity, uh, hashtag positivity, that is out now. And uh, Draymond actually uh, delivered a quote that's on the the book jacket. And uh, so Green is is like learning how to play poker, and Phil's given him a lot of uh, attention and instruction. At one point, he was uh, helping out David Lee, who also played for the Warriors a few years ago. Yeah, redhead. Former former, uh, University of Florida grad. But uh, he's obviously uh, keeping an eye on some of his uh, local players, and, and uh, you know, rightly so, I guess. Uh, you know. Listen, and it makes. Would you, would you train? Me. Would you train Dwayne, 
Dwayne Wade to play? Would I train him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'd listen. I would love to give him some tips, but, uh, but you know, you want to head, you want to head to the top sources for for these guys, and um, yeah, yeah, you know, it doesn't come as any big surprise to me, Dave. I mean, I I would imagine the poker keeps a little bit of that competitive uh, juices flowing, uh, you know, during the off season, and as you get towards the end of your career, you know. Trying to find something that simulates uh, the excitement that you had as, as a professional athlete and the competition in some of these tournaments and some of the live cash games, you know, make it that adrenaline flow that, that you're used to. Yeah. Well, Phil wrote this article about playing with nothing, and it's uh, from a couple years back, so it talks about a lot of players that use this uh, um this strategy, guys like Ted Forrest and uh, Man the Master. It's, it's something that's uh, being used now a lot in, yeah. in a lot of cash games by, by people who, you know, I've seen it because they've just become aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they've become aggressive. And I think what Phil, I don't know, I haven't read this article, and I know you haven't started with it yet, but I think, you know, the, the object of this is to be the aggressor from the beginning. Right, and, and also to identify who the pre-flop raiser is and decide if it's a good player or if it's uh, someone you can pick up some tells on. Right, and you know the, 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 some of the stuff that you see people don't have, is, I've seen this in the room, Dave. I've seen people call you know, an all-in bet just because they started to raise and somebody else and somebody else had, and somebody else had raised, you know, they went all in. Once they had two people who re-raised them, not realizing his all-in bet wasn't going to scare them out. The reason I know he did this with a 2-9 is because he wound up winning the hand over pocket kings and pocket queens wow. when he when he flopped the 9 and, and uh, river to deuce to have two pairs. But I, I don't think that's what Phil Helmuth is trying to say of, of playing a, an aggressive hand with nothing. Uh, you're, you're obviously trying to win the hand without a showdown. You're trying to get your opponents to lay their hand down yeah. after they've put a few chips in the center of the table. Well, he said, you know, and this is, like I say, it's from a few years back, and I think players overall have improved on this, but a lot of players uh, just don't know how to disguise their, their actions, whether they hit or miss the flop, and there's often reactions and tells having to do with that. And someone who... Uh, will always play just about anything, any two cards to start out with, is Daniel Negreanu. Um, the other one he talks about uh, big time is uh, Devilfish, uh, David Ulliott, that uh, recently passed away and then was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. But he talks about, uh, he says personally, he, he feels it's a little too risky for his tastes, that he doesn't like to uh, put a lot of pressure on himself to read opponents and then fold hands after he, after. You know, he hits the flop. He said, hitting a flop and then folding your hand because you read your opponent as being strong is really a hard thing to do. Reading a flop and folding. Hitting a flop and then folding because you feel your opponent has a strong hand. Well, you know, locally, the the one that impressed the hell out of me, even though I'm not a, a fan of his antics, was uh, when Mike Matisau was down here at the aisle, I believe also, mm-hmm. for one of those training schools, and they held a tournament. And I don't know if you remember, but he laid down uh, top two to a set from a local lady and said, I can't beat your set. And, you know, she was dumbfounded, as everybody else was, when she turned it over. You know, he got her by telling her that to turn over her hand and got to see it for free and confirm his, you know, that he was able to do that. And 
Dave, that's, you know, obviously those are one of the many things that separates the top-notch players from good players. And, you know, it's night and day, obviously, with, with mediocre to bad players. They, they can't even conceive of thinking of anything like that. Uh, on the ride up here, I was talking with my former brother-in-law, and he was, you know, I was telling him I was doing the show today, and he goes, oh, you ever have Daniel Negrano on the show? Because I love him. You know, I can't believe how he constantly, he's able to tell the people what hand, cards they have in their hands. Right. And I told him, I go, one of the most amazing things that I had seen many years ago was he was in a tournament. Guy makes a bet. And he told the guy, you know, I'm watching this, and he's telling him, I'm almost 100% certain that you have, that you have this, um, that you have this hand. He goes, so I'm throwing away these chips. I'm just going to call you so I can confirm my read on you that you have this hand. And he announced the person's hand. They hadn't shown the cards. This wasn't the lipstick. And sure enough, the guy just, like, his mouth almost hit the ground. He goes, how the hell did you know I had this? And sure enough, he turns it over, and Daniel goes, good. I just wanted to make sure I had the right read on you. <laughs> and he announced it, and he says, I'm throwing these away just to, get the, just to confirm my... my, my my belief that you have this particular hand, and which he's announced, and sure enough, the player had exactly that. Well, he talks about uh, Devilfish and how he'll always raise before the flop, and then after the flop, he'll try to get a good read on the reaction of people, uh, but he will often play right at the right back at the player right after the flop. Uh, you know, try to get if he thinks you're going to fold, if he thinks you uh, that you hit the flop. Uh, he might still go up against you because he he feels like uh, you know this gives him a second chance to well, win a pot with a better raise. Well, that used to be a strategy. I don't know how. Like you said, I know this is from a few years ago, you know. But some of the players have caught on to that, you know, because you know that most people miss the flop. You know, it's a large percentage of people who miss the flop, so it's easy for them to come back at you. And you know, most people are scared because they think you've started with a great hand. And now people are playing back at those people, and sometimes it's almost like a game of chicken, you know, <laughs> until they finally get all their chips in, and then it just becomes a game of luck at that point instead of skill. If you're constantly aggressive, though, a lot of people will will call you, and, uh, you know, it only takes one hand to just bounce you right out of the tournament, so you got to be careful. It can be disastrous. Yeah, well, listen, I love people who are constantly aggressive when I'm playing them, uh, more so now online. That, you know, then I haven't had much of a chance to go out to the tables. And, yeah, you know, th you, you see them win these hands. Now, the big problem with those people, Dave, is if they get lucky really early, I guess a lot of people, they've accumulated a lot of chips. Right. So every time you decide you're going to slow play one of your really good hands because you know he's going to come back at you, and if you push all in on him, 99 out of 100 times, he's just going to flat call you with any two cards in his in his stack. And 100 times, 100 percent of the time, if he's been hitting with a you know a deuce four, or a seven nine, you know calling all in bets, he's going to do that. Smart players usually wait, and you know if you're an 80 percent you know favorite, yeah, you're going to win that hand 80 percent of the time. But you know, winning that hand now probably still doesn't put you above the chip total that this maniac has. Right. So you're going to have to take that risk again because usually after they lose one of those hands, Dave, they get even crazier after that. Right. They don't even raise. They're just going all in. Well, obviously, the strategy of the game is to mix things up. So when you hit a couple of these big ones early, 
Uh, it's always nice to have a big stack to push people around, obviously. But, but eventually they catch, they run yeah. you down. I've so when you start to feel that people are catching up to you, that's when you change, and maybe you fold a lot of hands before you flop. Well, I remember, oh my God, I wish I could remember the, this poker player. He was a really good player for many years ago. He would come into tournaments, and I think we even discussed this once many years ago when we, you know, when we were on 6.40 a.m., that this particular person would come in and for like the first half hour raise every single hand, mm -hmm. you know, and just play back at people if people came too strong at him, but every single hand. And then after that, you know, he, he wanted to give out their reputation that he was a complete maniac. Maybe it was two rounds, three rounds, but, you know, he said it usually would be about a half hour's worth of poker action. And then after that, He'd, he'd dial it back a few notches and start picking off people. And then whenever they thought he made a move, yeah, he was raising with any two cards at the beginning. After that, he was raising with, with the, legitimate the, hands. With premium hands, yep, right. Yep, right. So, Isn't it easier to start out the other way, though, to kind of set yourself up as a nit a little bit in the beginning? Well, that's the strategy that most people use. Yeah, that's the strategy most people use. If you're folding, folding, folding hands, and then eventually... Now, the problem with that is, if you're at a table where you don't have a crazy person or calling stations, you're not going to get... You're not going to accumulate a whole lot of chips. You know, if I... Dave Lemon, if Big Dave is sitting in my table and he hasn't played a hand for three rounds and all of a sudden comes in, you know, and, and three bets or four bets, two races in front of him... You know, unless I've got two aces in my hand, they're going into the mug because right. I'm assuming you've got two aces or two kings, right. not even an ace king, because right. you haven't even played that that, that to play that. So most pe most people would fold. Now you've got a maniac at the table; they'll look at you and say, "I'm going to snap your aces and go all in," and you're going to call them, and you know, yeah, and then let let the poker gods do what they do. Uh, there's been numerous articles written in the past about playing ace king, and and that seems like it's always just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, you know they they have the uh, it's the Anna Kornikova hand as they call it. It looks really good, but it never wins. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's what they used to call it me meanly many years ago. But Dave, you know, again, we always talk about the evolution of poker, how the game has changed, and everything else. That used to be a great strategy. Then some people said, "I'm going to take real good advantage of that." Because now you're raising with pocket queens and somebody comes in all in over you and you're not the type of person who somebody may bully you off a hand with an ace jack knowing that you probably got kings or queens because he's got one of your aces so it's a lot harder for you to have pocket aces in your hand. Right. And they'll play back at you and see if they can get you off your hand or they'll call a raise, get a garbage flop of uh, deuce three six. They know you're playing the premium hand of queens or kings. They're going to let you bet, and then they're going to come all in and have you think that this guy hit a set of deuces, right. a set of three, sixes. You know, was he crazy enough to play a four, five? You know, all of a sudden, they start putting a lot of doubt in your hand, and now that respect that you tried uh, taking a long time to try to earn in the tournament, people all of a sudden realize, you know, you don't have it. You don't you don't have that confidence anymore because this band is putting you to the test. Right. Do you want to put in all your chips with queens and kings with a, with a six high flop, with somebody who knows who's been watching you at the table? The game keeps evolving and and the top notch players that we consistently see making deep runs in tournaments and final tables are the ones that can adapt and change to all of this. Like what Phil Helm you said there, you know the, that was a few years ago. 
That that may not even work today, you know, to that extent. Yeah, you still get people who are playing garbage hands. Right. But now everybody gets educated. Everybody's reading all these things, reading the different forums, seeing the different results that go on, and they're attacking this completely different than they did years ago when it was a novel idea and it was people were taking it, you know, skilled players were taking advantage of this. You've got to constantly be evolving your game so you don't fall victim to it or that you're able to, you know, catch in on the on, on the good thing. As they say, when a stock gets high, you want to be in at the bottom dollar. Well, you, you know, someone's coming up with an idea, and if you're able to latch onto that quickly, you'll be able to take advantage of it before the rest of the poker world starts to adjust to right. it. Uh, we're headed toward another break. I did want to update a tournament that we talked about last week. Uh, was nearing the end, the uh, main event at the World Series of Poker Circuit event out at Planet Hollywood. Travis Dorsey was the winner of that one. And uh, we had mentioned Tim Riley, Ryan Stasek, and Jared Greiner all at the final table. Uh, Riley ended up finishing sixth in that one. Uh, Tosak finished second. Daniel Strelitz was third. Uh, Zenon Shu was fourth. Jared Greiner fifth. Timothy Riley finished in sixth place. The winner, Travis Dorsey, collected 168000 for the win. So uh, the tournaments move on. There's big money out there. Uh, you know, more and more, I know people are kind of uh, dipping their toe in to try to try, try some of these things. Um, it's just not that easy to think that you can go out and win. Of course, you win one big one, you might set yourself up for a whole year of going and playing tournaments. Well, you know, remember... Um Mike Smith used to tell us that, you know, Hold'em was a game that was only played in the main event, you know, back in the late 80s, 90s. That game's been around now. You know, people have, have you know, the smart ones are the ones who think that they can make a career out of this or make a deep run in a tournament, have read up on it, have, you know, taken lessons, boot camps. So, you know, the field's a lot tougher now, like right. you said. So, the, you know... It's not just skill. You're definitely going to need some form of luck. You've always needed it, but it might be a higher percentage now because, you know, you, you, you've got a lot of skilled players out there and uh, easy money that, that, you know, easy moves that you could make before may not quite be there all the time. Not as, as easy as, anymore. Not as easy. You know, you're still going to have your novice players that are going to make colossal mistakes that hopefully you're you're the one taking advantage of it, but there's... A lot less of those people out there now in these tournaments making those, you know, like like what was it, the dead money? Uh, is that, is that, is that, is that, uh, uh, talking about you know the people uh, you know walking in that had no shot at winning this. Right. It's it's not the case for the the same large amount of percentage of people that that they used to say that for. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's take another break here on the show. We'll come back and uh, talk about another couple of things. Uh, I want to take a look at again at the player of the uh, year races as we head into December, the final month of the year. The card player, uh, player of the year races, uh, finishing up, and I want to talk about the top ten there because uh, uh, Mr. Plasuv, Pavel Plasuv, has actually moved into the top ten. Oh, good. So you for can him. see how uh, you know one event can really kind of uh, jump you up. Yeah, that yeah. Well, especially if it's a big event, so. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we'll take this break. We'll come back with more of the show. When we return, you're listening to Poker Action Line from South Florida. This is Poker Action Line. 
Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. I joined the National Guard for Opportunity. Over 200 career choices and paid training. Money for college. A steady paycheck. Only one thing stood between me and my benefits. Basic training. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't easy. The obstacle course was really challenging. Now, I'm a National Guard soldier. I help my community. I can protect my country. I'm proud to be on this team. Because I got stronger. Because I got to go to college. The Guard helped me succeed. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask us how you can prepare for basic training. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here on a uh, warm South Florida night. Uh, we joke it's about a brisk uh, night out there. It's got to be about 81. 81 with a, <laughs> with a nice uh, tropical breeze. Uh, ten players left at the aisle in their uh, aisle poker classic event number one. Uh, Willie Wiggins just scored a double knockout, so uh, he's in good shape there. And... Uh, they are still going at it there. Ten players left. Uh, I don't have the final chip counts, but I do see that uh, Stephen Bennett, a uh, local popular player, just got knocked out in 11th place on that hand. And they are moving along. Ten players, so they should be done a little bit later t- this evening. Uh, Wiggins had pocket aces and uh, made the call when uh, Bennett shoved his ten big blind stack and Almog Beton reshoved for less with from the big blind and the aces went up against pocket kings and pocket eights so uh, tough way to go out but you know that's the way it goes that's that's <laughs> how life is in the I guess it, I guess it would be even tougher if uh uh the pocket aces got knocked out somehow <laughs> but you expect that to happen well you know, we've seen it it's not like we haven't seen that before the bottom end of a of a set uh i've I've had that where I've dealt that actually. Have you? Yeah, I had, I had. It was, I believe it was pocket aces, pocket queens, and pocket sevens, and that was the flop. 
these guys went ballistic betting, raising everybody, and on the river, I put up the seven, the fourth seven, so, <laughs> um, and that's, that's all she wrote, as they say. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, I do want to mention the Lucky Hearts Poker Open. That will be something that will get a bunch of national coverage in uh, January, along with all the other big January tournaments. But uh, they will uh, play that event from January 10th through the 22nd at the Seminole uh, Hard Rock uh, in Hollywood. And uh, the big guitar hotel coming along. Uh, yeah, I think they got the windows in about halfway day, up. Yep. So. Uh, they'll kick it off on the 10th with a uh, $360 buy-in event with uh, eight opening sessions. No, ten opening sessions. And the guarantee in that one is $500,000. Uh, and also, uh, there'll be a bunch... They're kind of following this little plan, which I think is great, too, because they have this big, uh, smaller buy-in tournaments with a lot of opening days. If you get knocked out... Um, that's the time to try some of these mixed games because right overlapping that event, they have the Omaha 8 or Better event, the Horse event, the PLO 8 event, and uh, the Seniors. So players that come, get knocked out early, have something immediately to jump right into. And I think that's great for growing the game and getting some of these other uh, mixed games well, uh, me, more popular. Let me tell you, Dave, I you know I love playing horse and Learned Raz, you know, I knew the concept of it, but I learned Raz by um, I like Raz. playing it online. I mean, I remember when I was playing on Full Tilts, and one of the great things with those with those uh, sites is they offered so many different games, and they had, you know, so many players on the site that you never really had a problem finding the game, and at a at a at a, you know, at a limit that was that you'd be comfortable with to learn it at, you right. know, where where you wouldn't be afraid to sit at the table and, you know, start to learn the game. And I don't see that anymore, you know, where I play now, which is more for fun than anything else. It's a much smaller stakes. But um, I wonder if, you know, with with uh, poker sites, you know, leaving poker stars and, full, you know, Phil Tilt obviously closing down and, uh, you know, what was the other one that left back in 2006 that was really big? Uh, poker. Uh, P- Paradise Poker? Par- not Paradise. It was uh, uh, Poker Stars. And then what was the one that went? They, they left right away in 2006 while Poker Stars and Full Tilt stayed on. Um, they went to the U.K. and, you know, uh, well, whatever. They were the big The big one site. that Mike Ste- Sexton went to now, right? Uh, my, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, so... <coughs> You know, these places left, and, and it took away. And I'm, I'm just curious whether that has hurt, you know, the, the growth of some of these games because people don't have a cheap way of learning how to play these games and, you know, playing it in the comfort of their own home so they don't look like fools if they make a, a, a perceived mistake that they think, oh, I shouldn't have made that mistake. And you don't have to go through that in the casino. And right. Hopefully, besides getting it back so that we can all continue to play poker online, it'd be nice because, obviously, I believe those games, as you just mentioned, people should take a shot at it. But you've got to feel comfortable playing those, Dave. Right. No question. Uh, the uh, WPT Deep Stacks main event uh, is a single rebuy. There'll be uh, single sessions starting at noon on Thursday, the 17th, 18th, and 19th of January. So that's one to look forward to as well. Um I think I'm going to try. You know, they're just the price points are coming down just enough in some of these mixed games that I might uh, try my hand at a couple of them, maybe after the first year. 
what 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 have you been thinking about? What what has what has piqued your interest? I, what type of mixed game? Uh, Omaha eight or better. I really enjoy playing the most. I, I think Raz is my favorite game, but you can't find a standalone Raz tournament down here. No. No, you could only be nice if you could. But yeah, it would it would be really nice. But Chris Moneymaker told me Raz was his favorite game. Yeah, I, t- I love Raz. I've I've had you know when I played it, I've had a lot of success right. at it. Um, Linda Johnson is a big Raz player. Yeah, it's it's an interesting game, but the thing is to get people that are going to play this game, and you know obviously Raz is a seven card game, and you know people want the instant gratification of uh, of. What Hold'em and Omaha brings to them with the board, with the community cards, and being able to read the board and knowing what the best hand is out there and what the second best. You don't have the, you, you know, you have to actually use your member, your brains when you play seven card stud and Raz and you know, and games like like that 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 you know entails hidden cards that are exclusive to that player. Right. Uh, I mentioned the uh, the uh, WSOP circuit that uh, concluded at Planet Hollywood. They are now playing the main event at Harris Cherokee in North Carolina, down to five players in that one. Uh, Kyle Cartwright, who's won, I think, about eight or nine uh, circuit rings, uh, all told, is uh, currently the chip leader in that one with uh, over 13 million chips. Ian Hold in second, down to five players. Toby Boaz in third. Jake Baisley is still in there as well, so... Uh, they're finishing that There's one. the and WPT? Then that's the WSOP uh, circuit in Cherokee. No uh, Maurice Cherokee. Hawkins? No, I don't see Maurice. Uh, must be out. Alan Kessler just got knocked out uh, a little earlier in the day in 12th place. But they will then be moving to Los Angeles in the bike. Uh, the bicycle tournament out there will uh, get underway next. And, of course, L.A. is big. A uh, lot of action out there in the LAPC after the first of the year. So yeah. There's a lot of tournaments still coming Um you know, obviously, still the Hard Rock is a huge attraction, but it seems like there's something big every week. You can pretty much find anything. And in your all part over of the, the country. country for yeah. different prices. I mean, you know, we haven't talked about the Heartland Poker Tour right. and a couple of other, you know, poker tours where, you know, the buy-ins are more towards the, and and they run them, you know, the the you know in the south. And again, to me. It, I don't put any negative connotation on it saying that it's a minor league poker tournament. Right. It's still some nice money involved yeah. in it and allows you to gain some valuable experience, uh, you know, to take away from these tournaments and sometimes with, with you know, nice prize monies. On top of that, you do have some excellent poker players. Yeah. I believe uh, Greg Raymer is part of the, the Heartland, right? He does, uh, he does some stuff with that. Bernard Lee does some stuff with them. Chad uh, Holloway. Um a lot of uh, I, that's a really good that. way good of tour. dipping your uh, dipping your toe in in the water as you said before and not being overwhelmed with some of the players that are there right. you know i i know that's the dream of most but you know maybe you kind of gain your confidence uh, you know hone your your poker skills at these tournaments and then move it up to a bigger bigger and and you know and better tournament so to speak yeah absolutely um Let's take one more break here on the show. We'll come back and finish things up with a look at the uh, uh, Player of the Year updates and a few, a few things there. Uh, also, we'll look a little closer at the schedule of a couple tournaments uh, that we uh, have locally here. But, uh, you know, it's not necessary, although there's a, there's a great place uh, to uh, uh, come to Florida during the winter with the weather right now. Uh, maybe you want to get out of California as uh, life has been a little rough out there with fires and the other stuff there. So 
Uh, it's tough, uh, you know, to decide where you want to go. But travel is a big part of poker, and uh, and just remember to the when you go to these places to enjoy the the area. A lot of people just concentrate too much on poker and uh, don't enjoy their lives. So that's the way to do it: is to go to these different places, really take in a lot of great stuff. Yeah, I, you know, it's uh, you have to take it in and and maybe refocus yourself. Uh, I remember when the grinder took his family. When he was over like two or three weeks at the main event, you know, the in the, the RV, the, and he just took like a week off to go to California, the San Diego area, and just you know, get poker completely off your mind. But um, yeah, if you're gonna make that expense for the travel, and and poker is still just a fun game for you to play and give it a shot at, then turn it into a vacation. Right. It's a lot more difficult when it becomes a business and you have travel and hotel expenses. That add up very quickly when you're going to these tournaments, especially if you're not cashing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's take this break. We'll come back with our final segment when we return. So stick around. Poker Action Line comes right back with you after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Final segment of the show, Big, J- Big Dave and Joe uh, finishing things up. Big Dave and Doe. Big Dave and Doe. <laughs> uh, my Chatib uh, got knocked out in fifth place up at uh, Cherokee in uh, North Carolina and uh, taking over most of the hands of the last hor- orbit, as they say. Uh, Jake Baisley went from fifth place to first place, now has 11 million chips and uh, is right in the ballpark with Kyle Cartwright for the chip lead. So they're down to... Uh, Four players out of the 1,127 that they started with, a uh, prize pool of 1.7 million. 
in the uh, event. They uh, finishing things up there, and as I mentioned, heading out to Los Angeles after that. But uh, um, do you think there's, uh, you know, these tournaments like the Aussie Millions? Is that still a big draw? You think? I guess it's a different type of player. You know, that may want to have it on their bucket list, go there once uh, to do it one time, but. Seems like you know flying 25 hours to Australia would be uh, a little over the top for me, and uh, not something I would want to do every year. I, I yeah, well you know I'd like to see Australia. Don't get me wrong, but right, uh, it's like a one time to do that. But you know, obviously, we know that there's a lot of players, similar players that go every year. I think it was probably a lot easier, you know, when you had these, uh, you know, the internet poker sites paying for people's trips. You know, right. it's a lot easier to do a 25-hour trip when when all your expenses are taken care of. You know, it's uh, I don't know if that's the case. Um, to be honest with you, I haven't followed all the numbers. Whether the numbers have, you know, fluctuated greatly or if it's kind of leveled off to a certain number. Um, you know, I remember the excitement of reading about it and card player leading up to it. Um, but there wasn't as many tournaments as there are now all over this country here. So I don't think it draws the same amount of people and the same type of people that used to go there. Because like you said, the Bahamas <laughs> has their PCA, you know, and again, you have to pick it. It's it's an expensive trip out there, Dave, like you said, and a long trip. So right. physically, mentally, uh, it becomes very draining. You've got to get out there with enough time to be able to have your body acclimate to the time change and to the travel and everything else. So uh, that's a great question. I don't, I, I, you know, I haven't checked the numbers, so I don't know if that's it. That's like you said. For me, that would probably be a once-in-a-lifetime type of trip right. unless somebody is paying me to go out there and taking care of all my expenses. Well, I think the uh, the uh, Poker Stars uh, Poker Championships in uh, the Atlantis in, in the Bahamas is going to really draw a lot of uh, focus this year. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So uh, I think it's going to overshadow some of these other major tournaments, including LAPC and some of the ones out there. So uh, we'll see after the first of the year. But uh, we've we've had guests that or people that on the show that we know that have gone to Melbourne and then flown back to play in the Bahamas. Right. You know, and God bless them. Huh? You know, maybe... Those have got to be the 20-year-olds, Dave, because at our age, I don't know if I'd have the uh, mental capacity to be able to do that. Absolutely. My body would be completely drained after such a long flight. Uh, I wanted to take a quick look at the uh, the Player of the Year updates, and last week we talked a little bit about Global, po- global Poker Index. Uh, this week we'll talk a little bit more about the Card Player, uh, Player of the Year race. Uh, the leader right now, with less than a month to go, Jake Schindler, who lives down here in South Florida, he has the chip. He has the uh, points lead, with about 8,700 chips. About 600 back is Stephen Chidwick. It's in second. Uh, both have won five tournaments this year. Uh, Chidwick has 24 final tables in the in the C in uh, 2018, oh, 8.3 million. While Schindler has won. Uh, uh, also has 29 final tables for uh, Player of the Year qualifying final table scores. That's impressive, 29, yeah, 29. final tables. That's 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 a career for some people, <laughs> and a good career, final tables. That's impressive. They both won five titles. Uh, Chidwick is in second. Uh, Justin Bonomo's in third, has had a huge year, obviously, the Super High Roller Bowl, 
and Super High Roller China was a big one. He's won 10 tournaments this year. Uh, he's so probably he's, won the most amount of money. Yeah, $25 million this year in 2018, but he's third in points, 77-52. David Peters, who's really made a name for himself, is one of the very best players of the year. Uh, he was the 200, 2016 Card Player Player of the Year. He is in fourth place right now. And uh, the top ten, I don't have uh, fifth and sixth place. I'm missing out here. But uh, Rainer Kempe is in seventh. Steve O'Dwyer is in ninth. And Pavel Plasov has now moved into the top ten with his uh, big win at the Seminole Rock and Roll. I hope he continues. I like the way you say his name. (laughs) Uh, Fifth place is, let me get back to that, Alex Foxen is in fifth and Adrian Mateos in sixth. Jason Kuhn is eighth behind Rainer Kempe. And uh, some of the players just on the outside looking in in the second ten include Sean Deeb, Ben Yu, Nick Petrangelo, Kerry Katz, Ike Haxton, and Joe McKeon. So, uh, you know, you got a group of players that dominate these major tournaments, and I don't think that's any surprise to anybody. But, uh, uh, again, something we always talk about is there's a lot of new players. Plasuv is a perfect example of a guy who just kind of burst on the scene, and now I think we'll see him around in some of these major tournaments for the next several years. Yeah, uh, let's hope so. I mean, he's had a lot of success, so that would be really nice. I would like to know if uh, Jason's going to scale it back because of he fatherhood. Back. Because he has. He definitely it's has. so rare to hear you mention the top plays, players in, 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 in whatever player of the year awards and not have Jason somewhere in the top 20. Well, I think when you, when you, when you have other things that you're focusing your life on, uh, even when you go back and play some of these major events, I think you kind of get out of the loop a little bit. I'm not that you lose confidence, but when you're constantly playing these tournaments, you get in a groove, and no. I think you play better. So I, he hasn't really done well. He's the gone ones he through has the played. natural progression of, you know, girlfriend, wife, now a daughter, and you know, becoming a parent. And let me tell you, Dave, it's it definitely changes your life. Yeah, as a father, you know. All of a sudden, things that you thought were really important are not that important anymore, and you don't need to grind it out anymore. Thank God, you know he's had him. You know he's had a lot of success, and uh, you know we both know that young man <laughs> was raised correctly, so yeah. very smart. I'm sure he's invested very well. So, you know, he no longer needs to go through that same grind now. Whether his competitive nature. It's a different story, but I don't think I don't know. I don't know, Jason. You know, you've you've spoken. Yeah, to I'd him. like to have another conversation with him now. That you know, to, to see if it's the baby. I think it's a year old now. The only reason that he'd go back to that is if the competitive juices, you know, uh, called him back and you know started flowing, and he just started getting that itchy feeling that he yeah. wants to go back and prove well, that he's one of the top also five now that he's players. Now that he's always. married, I think a lot of it depends on, you know, uh, if Natasha has the desire to play some of these tournaments, which I don't think she does at this moment. Yeah, well, you know. They so travel so to a lot somebody of Somebody has together. to play mom and dad, and sometimes it's one person playing both of them. And, uh, you know, it may be a few years after his daughter's a little bit older and, you know, can be taken care of uh by school or other, you know, family members, however you want to do this. It's just, you know, I'm sure that right now, you know, his daughter comes first and yeah, no question. everything else takes a... His son. Uh, uh, his I, I'm son. sorry, his son, not his daughter. Excuse me. His son comes first and everything else takes a back seat to that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, next big tournament coming up here next week will be the Isle Poker Classic main event. $1,100 buy-in December 6th, 7th, and 8th. 
Uh, following that, the fun in the sun we mentioned. Let me give you the dates on that one. Uh, that is right after Christmas, a little smaller series, maybe about five or six tournaments. But uh, the first one starts uh, is a $250 buy-in on Wednesday, December the 26th, uh, with uh, two opening sessions on that day with a 50000 guarantee. And the main event for that one, I guess, runs uh, with a 560 guarantee. Uh, on uh, Sunday, December the 30th. There's also a 140 event, a satellite into that tournament a couple days before that. So uh, that will kick off again right after the holidays. And uh, people don't take much of a break for the holidays, it seems like, anymore. It's, you know, it's it's become a big money business. So this is how it is. You know, this is, they offer it year round. So there's no more excuses for you, for people not to play in a tournament. Uh, you know, the, Whatever time off you've got from your regular job or that you want to set aside to play in a poker tournament, somewhere in the country or in the world, there's there's a poker po- tournament going on at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, Joe, appreciate it again, uh, as usual. It's kind of tough getting up here from... Uh from the Kendall area, I know, but I do appreciate it. Same for Gio. Well, who, uh, I got lucky because I got out a little earlier today. But he, uh, Gio caught a little bit more traffic than I did. Yeah. So we can we can notice the difference down there. About mid-November, everything changes and things yep. get the roads get so busy down here. It's uh, and as you get closer so to Christmas, Gio, remember how those roads get. It's brutal near the malls. Yeah, snowbirds, stay up north, stay at home. <laughs> Don't come down here. That's what made drives the economy, though, so we do need them. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show tonight. I appreciate you being with us, and we'll have more next week on another edition. We'll be back with more of Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 